It is scary for a child to see their parents, who were like God to them, lose control. And we need to like suck it up for the kids and just hold on to that until they're in bed. This is Moms in the Middle, the podcast for busy parents who need a little help keeping their hustle in check. I'm Mel, mom of a three-year-old named Josh. And I'm Ivanka. My son is two years old and he's George. Why is it that the person you're supposed to love the most can also be the person who knows exactly how to push your buttons as I'm gritting my teeth right now? Uh, Welcome, everyone. This episode is about mom and dad are fighting. Oh, yeah. Let's face it. Life is not perfect. Things happen. Tempers flare. Sometimes, oh, sometimes we unleash our inner beast on our partner in crime, the person helping you raise those little humans, but is arguing with your significant other always healthy? And how do you separate being a good partner from being a good parent? I think we all struggle with this at times. I know usually when we get together to record this podcast, Mel, we both have a story about our partner. We have a little bit of anger. So we thought, you know what? This is definitely something we need to tackle and we need a professional to help us out, which is why... We've got Nicole McCants in the recording studio with us right now. Nicole is an on-screen relationship and mental health expert, as well as the go-to expert for many TV shows and publications. She practiced psychotherapy for over 13 years in Toronto and now has a neurofeedback and psychotherapy center. She's also the author of a best-selling book, 52 Ways to Beat Depression Naturally. And one of her main areas of expertise is counseling couples and families Awesome. She also happens to be a mom to twin toddlers, Jackson and Lucas. Hey, Nicole. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, let's just dive right into it. When was the last fight or what was the last fight about with your significant other? Mel, are you going to start first? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be honest. We natter. We are, the, mm. we, are the, we are the couple that are slightly passive aggressive. You know what I'm talking about? Right. The ones where you kind of just throw in little comments here and there like, well, if you did that, this would have happened. I know I am the queen of passive aggressiveness and it's so unhealthy. So I, I can't even pinpoint it to one specific thing. I feel like every day there's something. And is it, right. did it get more when Josh 100%. came around? Yeah. 100%. So just so you guys know, it's really important for everyone listening to know and just take a deep breath and know this is actually normal. So research shows the moment baby is born, your marital satisfaction goes down by about 68%. <gasps> and here's the good news. It only lasts until they're four, so we have like two more years. (laughs) There's an actual age that has been pinpointed too. Yes, and I'm trying to think. I think it's four because they're back to school Mm -hmm. and they can put their boots on and they can tell you that they're hungry. You know what I mean? Some sort of independence. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I would say the exact same thing. My husband is calm as can be. He's very rational. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the more emotional person in our relationship. Always have been. Like, I 100% admit to that. And he's not a fighter. But certainly when George came along, there are more things that we fight about, whether it's different parenting styles. Yeah. A lot of it, though, usually comes down to I'm tired. Yeah. And my emotions and hormones get just jacked up and so I'll unleash on different things um so I feel like it's just for us it stems from lack of sleep yeah and I think it's interesting because think of pre-children you had independent lives if you felt irritable you could hit a yoga class you could go to bed early but now we have this project called child or in my case duplicate Mm -hmm. children and so we don't get like a break from them right 
I just find if we're going to take the stress out, it's going to be on our partner because they're just right beside us. They're the easy target, though. Like, And you know how to push their buttons. Yeah. It's something about your partner, right? You know the ins and outs of the way their mind works that you know what's going to irritate them. So is it one of those where, yeah, you can't you can't unleash on the kids because they're just kids. Right. So let's go to the person that we think can handle it. Is that part of it? Yeah. Well, I think I actually don't even think it's we think of it like we think that through. I think we're irritable and we just say this comment because they're right beside us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And because research does show actually that we are the worst to the people that we love the most. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Think about it. Yeah. We're actually the nicest to acquaintances. We're a little bit less nice to our friends mm-hmm. and then the worst to the people we love. And I think it's because we tell ourselves, well, they'll forgive us, right? They're with me, they're married to me, or they there's a lifetime commitment. Mm-hmm. I can get away with it. Now, when can arguing me maybe be healthy? Like it's not always a bad okay. thing? Great question. Arguing is healthy. We are all arguing. Even though it might be a little bit passive aggressive or it might be more emotional, We're going to talk about not doing it in front of the children, though, so I'm just talking about arguing in general. Mm -hmm. Um, It's how you argue, and it's how quickly you make up. So if you're not putting your partner down, right, so there's no name-calling or anything like that, um, and you're communicating your needs, that's all all okay. I mean, they're a human being, and they're going to disagree with you. But I think that wrapping up the argument very quickly and not hurting each other's feelings is all healthy. They always say, and I say they, yeah, because I don't they? know who they are. They always just say they, um, that you shouldn't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. Are you a believer in that? You know what? It depends. If it's a very heated argument, I don't know if you know this, men need about 20 minutes to calm their nervous system and women snap back way quicker. Okay. Do you want to know why? Yes. It, it's actually evolutionary. So back when we were cavemen and women, they would get all revved up, but we snap back because Back in the day, we would be breastfeeding our babies and we would our, our nervous system needs to snap back to be able to process milk right away, right? Yeah. So we were able to get very, very stressed, but then calm down much quicker than a man who needs that 20 minutes. So I say to, to women, when he goes into his cave, just let him. And if it means he doesn't come out until like the next day, like if it's late at night, it's better because if... Your emotions are very heightened. It's just going to lead to things that you regret saying, right? It's like one of those things like, oh, gosh, like, why did we go there? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you do say things. There are the name calling or there is, you know, passing judgment on on your loved one that, you know, you you just shouldn't and you shouldn't have said. So how do you uh, you take your time, you separate for 20 minutes or whatever it may be, or you you spend the night apart. Um, and then how do you do the whole apology and yeah. all of that, getting back on Here's track? Here's the biggest secret, okay? You're going to leave here with a re- really great secret. <laughs> Empathy is contagious. So if you want more of something from your partner, actually give it to them, and it is reciprocal. So let's say he hurt you. He said a comment that was hurtful, okay? Rather than coming in with blame, which I witness every day in my office— saying, I know you're really tired, so empathy is putting yourself in his shoes. I know you haven't eaten yet. I know it's been a really long week with the kids, right? So, And then he's going to listen because his defenses are down. Because if you come at him with blame, I promise you it's going to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. But if you soften, mm-hmm. you will notice it takes some time, okay? So don't just try it once, and if it doesn't work, <laughs> then stop trying. Not a magic solution. But yep. yeah, as you continue to do that, he will soften too. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. And he'll learn empathy. Then before you know it, he might be saying to you, okay, I know you didn't mean that. Let's just let it go. Or I know this means a lot to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. A little give and take. Okay, we um, we went to social media to try to uh, get people's 
thoughts on what they were actually arguing about, because as you said, that magic number of four years old. So let's uh, let's read these. This is coming from at Joanne's deal saying <laughs> this is the he said, she said, OK, they say his issue, mom not giving the dad the same love and attention that kiddos get her issue, him not helping around the house or with the kid, him not enough couple time, her help around the house with kids, and I'd have more energy for that couple time. So the idea of prioritizing the children over the partner, Mm -hmm. that seems like a common denominator in arguments, right? Very, yes. So men should know, it's so interesting, I hear that all the time, that for play for women is putting dishes in the dishwasher, bathing the child, (laughs) and putting them to bed. Sexy, Sexy Nicole. Right? Because here's the thing. If she's doing all of that and then she walks down the stairs like a zombie at the end of the night, she doesn't want to talk to you. She doesn't want to be touched. She's actually quite resentful because maybe in her world, you haven't been there for her, right? Mm -hmm. Like she feels lonely, but she just needs to recoup and kind of isolate. I'm I'm picking genders right now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it could be switched. So if you can help her more... And with, I'm just going to pick men for a second. You want to be very specific. So give them three things. What I need from you is grocery shopping, bath time, and dishes in the dishwasher, not just more help. Because he will be going upstairs and trip over the laundry basket, let's just say, because he just doesn't see it sometimes. Let's mm-hmm. just say, you know, sometimes it's the women though. Yeah. So share what you want. And and then the woman is just there to connect and be with you and much less resentful at the end of the day. That's so funny you say it because that's one of the things Adam and I, not to throw Adam under the bus, <laughs> um, but this weekend, because he, he is so supportive. He is such a great, loving husband and father and all that, all that crap. But <laughs> he did say this weekend, what can I do? And I, I just leashed out and said, just figure it out. I don't have to tell you every single thing. Right. But maybe, but you do. maybe, it, maybe I do. <laughs> and here's I the do, thing. In a perfect just... world, men would read our mind. Wouldn't that be amazing? Amazing. Yes. But here's the thing. They can't. No. And we just need to let go of that expectation <laughs> and just tell him. So he's telling you, babe, let me love you more. And you're basically turning to him and saying, like, figure it out. So maybe right. what, what's three things you could tell him? Putting, putting away the dishes. Yes. Yeah. And there's that's, so many tasks good. with kids, like routine tasks. Mm-hmm. You take them out of the bath. You do the bedtime. Like maybe just giving some of those as well. Hmm. Okay. So okay. you touched on one thing and it was about arguing whether it's in front of the kids or not. Yes, now, this that's is really a important. whole other world because, you know, I remember when I was younger and I saw my parents argue and then you think, okay, was that healthy? Was that a normal mm. argument? Does everyone's parents argue? Mm -hmm. Is this something strange? Mm -hmm. And then you go, was I at the root of that? And there's so many questions. As a child, you kind of sit there going, huh, what do I do? So I don't know if there's a magic answer to this, but should you or should you not argue in front of your kids? Yeah, do not do it. I know it's hard. We are human beings, especially just the other day, I found my husband and I kind of bickering in the car. The car is the worst because the kids are in there. So Mm -hmm. you can't like scooch over to the hallway to have a conversation. And I was like, babe, let's not, like, we're arguing. He's like, no, we're talking. I'm talking, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure this is arguing time. <laughs> I'm like, they can. And here's the thing. Kids can pick it up. We know that. They pick up energy. Young, oh. as, you know, a couple yes. years old. So eh? our kids are all under three or four. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, they, they're they like sponges. They pick up stuff. It, like, if you ever notice that you're upset, all of a sudden, well, your child will start crying, for example. So even think back to your own childhood. It is scary for a child to see their parents, who were like God to them, lose control. That's what it is. I am witnessing these people who take care of me and are like God lose control. When we're in an argument, that's what we're doing. We're losing control, and we need to, like, suck it up for the kids. 
and just hold on to that until they're in bed. They go to bed early, hopefully. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what you recommend. Or what about if you are in the house? Do you go to another room or yes. no? Because then they can feel that you're... No, I think uh, here's the truth. Life happens and it's like th- we just ha- there's no time and we need to talk about this right now and we disagree. So if you can scooch upstairs to the next room, to the bathroom, that's totally fine. Especially when they're young because they don't understand. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, when do you know, Nicole, because this is, this is your expertise, when do you know when you need outside help? Like mm-hmm. when is it bickering or when is it something where it's deep-rooted and yeah. you need to see a counselor or a therapist or psychotherapist? Yeah. The research shows that when the ratio of bad outweighs the good— because a human being can only take so much, right? So when the I love yous and the support and connection outweigh the, yeah, all of those negative comments and feeling alone and lonely in the fights, that's number one, okay? So just manage in your own head, is it, maybe it's equal right now. I also think it's really important for people to know that there are phases. This is a really hard phase. If you have a child under the age of four, you're going through a hard phase. It it will get easier. It's very likely that it gets easier as they get more independent. Can I say one other thing? Mm -hmm. There are four predictors of divorce. I want to quickly say them. Uh, One is stonewalling. So that means that when a fight is going on, one of the partners turns into a stonewall. They say nothing. They just shut completely down. And often the other partner, what happens? They get extra, right? Yeah, then they start losing it because why aren't you... Uh, why are you shutting down and ignoring me? So checking in if anyone stonewalls. Two, believe it or not, is actually criticism. So we all criticize, okay? But if, again, the criticisms outweigh the other good's positive energy stuff. Three, and this is the worst one, is contempt. So contempt is the name calling. No name calling. There needs to be a rule, zero. Zero name calling always. Because, again, that's putting them down as a human being. And that's the high, like 98%. Uh, predictor. Mm. And the last one is defensiveness, believe it or not. I think it's because when you're saying something and your partner's defensive, what do you feel? Mm. You're the same. You're sort of up against the wall, Exactly. Or you don't feel heard, right? You're like, this is how I feel. And then they're just defending. And then you're like, okay, well, there's no point. Because every time you always have an excuse, you always have a reason. I'm just going to drop it. Yeah. And then nothing's resolved. (gasps) Four predictors. So, okay, so here's another uh, input from social media. This was from at the PAW 7, and um, they said, I suspect money and finances are the biggest culprit for marital bliss, paycheck to paycheck, mortgage, and pitting the four of them, or putting the four of them, rather, in as many sports lessons, et cetera, took a toll. But our dedication to each other, our commitment to each other was our escape, which is lovely to hear Mm -hmm. from the PAW 7. But money, Finances. Oh, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one, mm-hmm. especially when, yeah, when you do add kids into the equation because they're things extra, pop everything up and more extra. Sure. Yeah, exactly. They're more expensive. Yeah. I think that probably there were financial issues, like one's a spender, one's a saver, for example, before kids. But kids put a magnifying glass on all the issues you used to have. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you yeah, find that? Absolutely. Like sure. the little stuff just becomes bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're in a situation where... Well, I, you know what? I can't. I can't even blame it on this one on Adam. But you see something, and you just want to get it for them. You want to yes. spoil oh, your child. It's so, yeah. Yes, it's so hard. And whether that's in terms of you know serving them the best food or yeah. activities, you know, putting them in or taking them to you know uh, trampoline park, whatever, um, or or the cutest clothes, or keeping up with the Joneses, you just want to give them everything and provide for them. And so, um, and so then you know you're like, oh my gosh, I spent all this money on right. the child and 
and then and then that can start fighting or if you yes. just feel like you're doing too much. I think the biggest thing is just communicating, especially the bigger expenses, communicating mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm thinking about um, whatever, getting a, a more expensive babysitter or even private school. Like these are conversations that some people have or the different schools. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I the biggest thing is just communication because often a saver and a spender just tend to be pretty, They it's hard to change them. Wouldn't we love it if we could just change them? Well, I just, magic wand, Nicole, right? I just know. change everything. Mind readers, all that would be great. Okay, I want to turn this frown upside down. See, this is mom talk. <laughs> um, but everyone says, how do you keep the flame alive? Because you've mm-hmm. got busy lives. You're working, you're parenting, you're doing oh, yeah. all these things. Mm-hmm. How do you make that partnership still a partnership rather than just mom, dad? You are uh, still husband, mm-hmm. wife, or wife, wife, partner, partner, whatever it is. How do you do that? Yeah. I think it's important for moms to know that something sometimes has to give, whether it's cleaning the house and if you can, I know we were just talking about finances, but maybe getting a cleaning lady so you can be more connected. Like, I think that something does have to give. So a couple of things, and these are very small, simple things you can do today. Um, They're not huge because you don't have time for huge. Mm -hmm. When he comes home tonight, women, I want you to greet him at the door. So if he's home, whatever, let's say you're home first, greet him at the door. He's going to be shocked. And just give him a hug. Now, this has to be a 10-second hug, not one of those hugs that are just like you're barely (laughs) there. Yeah, Yeah, that releases oxytocin, which is the love hormone. I promise you, start to know this. If you do it for a week, you'll notice that you're just less irritated and feel more connected. One hug, 10 seconds, super simple, okay? Okay. Hmm. Number two, commit to eye contact. Pay attention. We do not look in our partner's eyes anymore. Why? Because we're constantly interrupted running around after the little ones, or so task-focused on the house. Just eye contact. So I make my husband look into my eyes. He thinks it's totally weird, but he's gotten used to it now. At the end of the night, I'm just like, babe, just look at me. Just be here for a second. I'm the expert and professional. You have to do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The hug thing is huge. I remember someone said, um, let your marriage be like, you know when a dog greets you at the door? I'm not comparing us to dogs by any means, but I'm talking about excitement level, right? Like it's one of those where like, Hi again. Oh my gosh, you're here. I'm excited yeah. to see you again. Not just, huh, you walk through the door. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's that energy that you just need to bring, even if you don't feel like you want to give it. Yes. Be be that energy. I heard yes. that and it always sticks sticks with me. I also heard, um, I know date nights. We've talked about this, I think, before in the past, um, how important date nights are. But yes. for me, a dinner isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a dinner, mm-hmm. like an hour dinner, a two-hour dinner, whatever you whatever you can afford— it's not enough to like really yes. reconnect back yes. with your partner, yes. right? You need, um, and I don't know what everyone's financial situation is like or how, you know, uh, help you have with the kids, but it's almost you need a full day or a night away yes, to like, like really, yes. after a while, you like let your guard down mm-hmm. and you're, okay, now we can go back to how we were or rekindle that flame as mm-hmm. Mel was talking about. Is yes. that accurate? A hundred percent. So there are a couple parameters with date nights. It does have to be a dinner. So movies don't count where you're just staring at a screen <laughs> and you're just sitting beside them not talking. Do people really think that? <laughs> yes. So face-to-face dinner. Uh, there's also a great app I want people to try because sometimes people tell me, Nicole, there's like nothing to talk about anymore and it mm. scares me. So there's an app. It's called Gottman. So writing it down. Yes, Gottman. Uh, he's the guy that does all the research, Dr. John Gottman, and he has this app called Card Decks. And what I love about it is you can literally flip a card, and it's just these really cool things. Like before you know it, you're talking about grade five, and you're bullied, and he's there for you, and you just feel amazing. You would have never gotten there in your everyday life. Okay, I love Gottman that. Card Decks, eye contact, face to face, and if you can, 
give them to the in-laws and do an overnight. It can be life-changing. I want to tell you one thing that a client told me, husband and wife, and he said, Nicole, I don't think she likes me anymore. She's all about the kids. Like, I actually don't think she likes me. I don't feel like I have a place here. There's no role for me. They went away actually to the Bahamas, I think, for like three days. He came back and he's like, there she is. It was amazing when we were there. We were right back to how we were when we, before we had the children. And does it snap back when you come home? Sometimes, but at least you just remember. And maybe Mm -hmm. you can do that remembering every eight Mm -hmm. months, 12 months. Because it's so easy to, when you have those dinners out or those quality times, like let's say you were, you were that couple that went to the Bahamas. It's easy to let the conversation about kids overrun, yes. right? Like you couldn't be like yeah. sitting at dinner. So did you see what Tommy did at school today? But you have to not do that, yes. right? Like try to talk about something else other than the kids. 100%. No kids zone. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard because yes. the other thing is you're like, I want to show you this really cute thing and watch this exciting video <laughs> yeah. like for those people. Yeah. But it is, you know, really important to start by asking about their day because the thing is like you're their best friend or at least you should be. And for you to know what's going on in their life and following up, like, how is that meeting? How is that thing? Like, I care. I'm here. It's important for them. And that leads us into um, a tweet from the James Lavis. He uh, wrote, work has to be second, partner first, as they will outlast most jobs. When the kids move out, who is left? Invest long-term in your partner. It is like a, beautiful. a bank account or a stock or something where you have to invest and you have to put in time and nurture mm-hmm. or a plant. I don't know why I went to finances. I guess it's <laughs> like a plant too, um, mm-hmm. where you have to nurture it and give it sun and and feed it and everything and grow. Yeah. I think that needs to be on all of our walls, actually. Right. That's great. Really great advice. I think, sadly, we forget. I don't know what it is. We take advantage. Don't you find yep. that you mm-hmm. just assume that they're always going to be there? But let me tell you, as a marriage and couples therapist, I do hear quite often that one day I came home and they just turned to me and said, I'm done. Well, hopefully, people listening will take exactly. these pieces of advice Simple and honestly tips. do these tips. And, and it's about the hug, the yeah. hug tonight. Yeah. Do it. But I, I like what you said right at the beginning of the, of the interview when we started talking was it's normal to, to yes. I shouldn't say fight, but it is normal to have that kind of communication. Yes. It, this is all normal. Just wait until the fourth, have a big party because you can be <laughs> Yeah, why are we celebrating other things? Wait until the fourth. That's yes. when you go all in. And know that we're our, we're, we are all struggling. We're all in this together. I don't know one mom that says, our marriage got better after kids. I actually don't know one mom that says that, right? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of distraction. It's tiring. So four sounds good. We are all looking toward that magic four-year-old age, Nicole. But obviously things could happen after four and, you know, into the teens and older. So (laughs) definitely all of these things apply, these tips. Yeah, these tips are, I mean, five-year-olds are hard and it's all the same even afterwards. Having in the background always an intention to stay connected, I think is really important. Nicole, thank you so much. My pleasure. Being so honest and helpful with us. Thanks for having me. So that does it for us for this week. But as always, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys and we love hearing from you as well. So you can subscribe, you can rate, and you can review this show on your favorite podcast app. And all of those subscriptions, those comments, those ratings, they don't go toward nothing because they help us grow the show and build up this community because that's what it's all about. Speaking of community, social media, we're big into that. I'm Ivanka Osmak on Twitter and on Instagram. And Mel, you can find me on Twitter at City Melanie or on Instagram, the Melanie Ng. And we also have an Instagram account for moms at Moms in the Middle Podcast is where you can find us. And you can also hear more about our show by following our network on your social media platform of choice there at Frequency Pods. And this show presented to you by Frequency Podcast Network and produced by the very lovely Stephanie Phillips. 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. And remember, we love being stuck in the middle with you. Does that make us sound like we're a thong? I'm all right with that. You like briefs? Boxer briefs. 